And welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We are gathered around the fire for another episode of Camp Shivers. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the Boogeyman. So, it might not be lights out after all. And with me, I have Madman himself, Joe. Hi, it's Joe from Monsters and Madman Review on TikTok. Make sure you check me out, even though you've probably came to this podcast from my channel. No one wants to check you out. And I have Little Joe. Hi, it's me, Little Joe. Uh... It's been a hot minute since I've been on the mic. So we're talking about The Boogeyman. It was a new movie uh, by Stephen King that was released, and it's about The Boogeyman. Basically, uh, a monster is killing children. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's... This was not, like, my traditional idea of what The Boogeyman is, though. I liked it, though. Like, how it changed. I did. I, I mean, liked it, too. Yeah, I mean, the revamp on it was would be definitely something more towards of, like, if you had, like, more mature uh, interpretation or envision of what this creature may look like. Because, I mean, not to say this, but I'm pretty sure everybody in the room has agreed that... Uh, was it that they always had some sort of imagination of what the boogeyman might look like and i'm not sure how deep you guys went but i would say it was somewhere along that sort of like shadow in the corner of your fucking room that like you're so scared you're paralyzed but your eyes are like fucking shot open and you see the fucking red eyes in the corner it, it takes it's, the childhood fear so, of being scared i think we just of, learned that little joe had sleep paralysis as a kid i've had sleep <laughs> maybe i still <laughs> have I sleep paralysis i can't remember i still have sleep paralysis so. what demons? was your vision of the boogeyman in your head uh i don't know just some creature some shadow like yeah. Monster in the closet. Why do you guys say it was shadows? In my head, like the boogie. I swear to God, if you fucking say the Green Goblin looking motherfucker from Billy and Mandy, I'll fucking kick you in the nuts. <laughs> no, and not Oogie just... Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, that too. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about him. Yeah, it was kind of like a almost like a ghoul type looking creature with like bald and pointed ears and sharp teeth. But he would carry a sack in my head to abduct kids. So like Krampus? Kind of like Krampus, I guess. But like, you know, like it. the general like comes from the closet, comes from under the bed. I never believed in the Boogeyman. So in his own words, it was pretty much like a more realistic version of the Boogeyman from Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. It was probably just <laughs> Joe imagining yeah. himself. That was my own Boogeyman. Yeah. yeah. Your own demons. Woke myself up several times from the sack I put myself in. <laughs> So, the Boogeyman. So there's this family, uh, it's Sadie, Sawyer, and their father Will. They're dealing with the death of their mother and wife, and the Boogeyman is targeting them because he targets, he feeds off of grief and negative feelings. And children. And children. And it's Freddy Krueger. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. You, you said this, and I completely agree with you, and I noticed it too. This movie is basically lights out as a monster yeah. movie. It's monster lights out instead of ghost lights out. But I liked it because of that reason. It's I think the monster... I liked them both the same, to be honest with you. They were both decent horror movies. Takes... Like, three out of five. Now, I haven't seen lights out personally, but I... If it was anywhere near somewhere just more spectral than anything, then... Alright, yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. It was more... Well, uh, Lights Out is Childhood Fear of the Dark. This is Childhood Fear of the Boogeyman. And actually, for Joe, there is a ghost poster in Lights Out. 
There is. Is it? Where? I think that was... In, uh, one of the Which rooms. poster was it? Infestissimo. Meliora. Meliora? The, came out in 2017, no. so it happened. Now, okay, sorry for, like, the even going further on, I digress. Does that or does that not count as one of his ghost references? No, it, it does not. Okay, because I was about to say, because <laughs> um, one fair question is that you pulled it up first, not him. No, no, that that's my ghost reference. He gets three. Yeah. And if, and if you behave, Joe... You think Joe, he's trying to trick me? I think... You is. get window privileges. What window privileges? <laughs> you totally missed that one, but okay. Yeah. But, uh... I, I did. <laughs> I, I got that one. Is <laughs> Do you think uh, the people who are haunted by the boogeyman get life eternal? No. No, I think they go straight <laughs> I'm sorry, down. what? I'm sorry, what? Put Asper added by the fairy. Way, can we talk about what our favorite parts are in this movie? Yes. Mine was when the boogeyman picked up a child and tossed him into a television. <laughs> what, was, what was she playing, by the way? Like Fortnite or something? No, no, no. He was playing, uh, I think, the newest... Uh, either he was playing... Um, that was a she, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like a fucking little girl. Yeah, it was six or seven. Fucking tossed her right Some into the fantasy fucking... Fortnite or something? No, no. It was the Legend of Zelda game. I'm not sure if it was the newest one that came out because I think it just came out like a, like, tale, like it was Tales of Kingdom or Heart Kingdom or something. I, I don't know. I'm sorry to butcher it, but like... I keep seeing ads for it, and just, like, I know, not to say I'm fully within, like, the Zelda community or, like, that genre entirely, but it was either one or the other of, like, the latest Legend of Zelda games, but, uh, don't have a heart attack now. Uh, <laughs> but in any case, yeah, uh... I don't think he had a heart attack, I think he just came. <laughs> I'm surprised he came on a fictional character. Anyway, um... Uh, but yeah, to fucking kid just like somehow does like a complete solid snake move and just like hides behind the couch and then finally gets caught by the boogeyman, just absolutely like WWE like throws to the fucking telly. That was a tense scene. I mean, like it, dude, just crawling around like a. So I know Dylan snake. doesn't usually go into spirit Halloween stories, but you do. Yeah, you've been in there with me. You know what the boogeyman kind of sort of reminded me of? What? Remember that animatronic, the Nightcrawler, the one that's on all fours and it's twisted up? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, that... Uh, kind of. Yeah, I, I wish I can know the exact fucking name of it. To, no, the but, animatronic's called the Nightcrawler. Oh, the Nightcrawler? Okay, yeah. Rem- remember, uh, it reminded me of multiple things. It reminded me of the Crawler Zombies from Call of Duty. Yeah. Sure. It reminded me of the Rake. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good description yeah. of it, actually. And the Demogorgon, not to mention, not to mention, uh, not to mention the fact that they were the same producers of Stranger Things. They even, uh, well, spoiler alert, they even killed the Boogeyman the same way as they, you know, fought the Demogorgon with fire. Thought you were gonna say with the power of friendship. I was about to say power, <laughs> the power of family, like fucking. Uh, oh, this is Fast and Furious. This isn't movie. Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah. Imagine but, if that was the ending. Fucking. Fucking. Uh, then Diesel shows up, shoots it. Family. Family. Well, fucking wait a minute. Over with his fucking they kind of did. Remember, she can't get the lighter, but then it lights, and she's like, "Mom, the spirit of her mother." Yeah. Well, so yeah, it is family. Which also, family. like, not not to say like it's uh any more of a spoiler, but like her mom, or I guess the lighter she was using was her mom's. So that. 
I'm I'm sorry to like devalue this to the sense that it is, but it was the lawyer that her mom was using to fucking smoke weed. Which I I don't know about you, but like looking back on it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of funny too. Which well, well, that's Stephen King humor. Stephen King was big into drugs back in the day. Yeah, he did Maximum Overdrive on drugs. He wrote Tommy Cujo Docker, on drugs. So what was he doing when he was writing uh, You think writing it was the, the drug Green that Mile? did the child gangbang? He wrote into it for some reason. I won't. Fucking I won't be surprised. I. I I haven't read it, but I so don't Stephen want to King go is someone I super respect for his contributions to horror, and I you know I love most of his work and all that. But he gets fucked up. But man, is he like? Why would you put the child gangbang in it? And to I, be honest, as a person, I don't necessarily think he's a great person. Well, it depends on which side of uh, uh, the pond you're at, because like if you go to the town slash city that he resides in or grew up in uh he puts a lot back into the community from what he makes as far as like literature goes like i think i was there uh, i forgot where it was exactly i think it was somewhere in like uh bumfuck maine and i say that rhetorically because i don't really know much i of mean maine. he doesn't what i'm saying what i'm getting to he doesn't really like mind his business on issues and he's very much one of those if you disagree with him he thinks you're bad and i can't stand that okay yeah in that case like that's understandable which i mean that's that's like major like i met his son though you did yeah before before he he was was significant oh god uh his name is joe hill i met him in downtown exeter not me i have uh and i really should have got his autograph he ended up doing uh Black phone and the Nosferatu yeah. and all that. And damn, that was a missed opportunity. But I was in high school, I didn't think of it at the time. Well, in either case, I'd say this is one of the better Stephen King adaptations. It's not the best, but it's. I mean, it's one of already so many others because, I mean, if you think about it, you got Shawshank Redemption, The Green Mile. I, I didn't say it's the best, I'm saying, though, really, it's one of the. Better. It's not Maximum Overdrive, or... Did they do a movie like on Maximum Overdrive? Huh? Did they do a map? Um, yep. My favorite did. part of Maximum Overdrive is when the soda machine starts shooting sodas off of people. Nice. God. Like Tourette. I liked Maximum Overdrive. I don't know what you guys are talking Joe, about. Joe, you like almost any movie. I like liking things. You like the 20th sequel to, like, the movie back in, like, the 60s. It's like... Nobody likes. But you're like, I like that. If it's, I feel like you're mildly <laughs> calling him out on every fucking Jason movie he ever. Watched. Pretty much. Yeah. I watched this movie. But they are entertaining. He he does have a point. I watched that this movie. So bad it's good. Easter time, Easter Holocaust. Oh god. Wait a minute. No, no, you're not pulling that fucking shit. You showed me this the video with the group chat. And that was fucked up. Yeah. So this killer Easter Bunny. Got a dildo out of some girl's purse. No, no, and no. Tossed it through the back of her fucking head and killed her. It was hilarious. One of the best movies ever. All right, so, go, let's go wait. back to the boogeyman. Come All on. Right. It's the it was very okay. You know what? You know who was useless, but I felt bad for the whole time. The fucking dad. Yeah. Mm. He didn't contribute one thing except make everything kind of worse. And he got kidnapped. But he was kind of a big kid. Yeah. I think it's not so much he was bad, just oblivious. Yeah. Well, I w- 
it's kind of hard to really put it out as far as how his position in the family was because like by the i think end of it which again spoilers but after they managed to survive the hellscape that was their house uh they sat down at a family therapy session which ironically he's a therapist himself but he said that during while his wife was alive that she would like kind of be the buffer between him and his kids and like pretty much everything about it so when like it all went to shit he kind of like leaned on her for everything to be made right within the family itself but now since she like has gone she he was like don't even know if i was ready to be a father that's why i kind of needed her uh all this other stuff which you know kind of makes sense within the I don't want to say behavior. I'm not psychoanalyzing this because to psychoanalyze a character that is a therapist is kind of an oxymoron in a sense. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but in any case, he's gonna edit half of this out too. Yeah. Listen, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> don't smile any bigger because it's true. Yeah, it is. Keep going, Joe. But <laughs> in any case, it's just. It's just, uh, yeah, it's a big, he wasn't really much of a help within the movie. I mean, he was probably total screen time of like maybe what, 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But at least his kids didn't die like the first night. And that's the yeah. point of the movie though. It's, you know, the father doesn't know the boogeyman is preying on children. It's trying to break the family apart. You know what was really interesting to me too is uh, how even though it was a creature, it was like mimicking voices that were pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so one thing that kind of like... In the book, he, it can shapeshift. I've honestly never read Yes. I haven't either. That's just what I read. But now within the um, scene, or within like one particular scene of the movie though, the little girl did try to, uh, or did see like a shadowy figure that looked like something I think of her sister. Which, while the... Well, I know what scene you're talking about. She's in the basement. She sees the dress. No. She thinks it's her mom. Uh, that's one scene, actually. But the other scene was is, uh, the, like, the, the little sister. Oh, the, uh, almost the hanging scene there. Uh, not the hanging. Not the... No. It was, like, kind of, like, at the very beginning where she still had her, like, glowing orb or oh, nightlight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she saw, like, her sister or some silhouette of, like, somebody familiar. Uh, and Which, actually, I do give commemoration to uh, her when she, like, plays it smart by, like, just taking the ball and just rolling it and just lighting up the entire hallway before she moves uh, but while the silhouette was there, the creature was mimicking voices of her older sister, uh, which I don't know about you, but I would kind of be a little bit uh, high, high-tailed about. Um, but one thing, or always going back to the girl getting tossed back at the TV, one thing, or aside from uh, the screen time of the dad, the probably one character that had more screen time than him was probably the actual creature himself, or itself. Creature's the main character. The movie's called The Boogeyman. <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah, true, but like throughout the entire movie, you cannot get a clear depiction of what this creature actually I looks think that like. Was the point. 
that's the point. I, I yes, I know, I understand that, but like at least with the TV being on and everything, that you actually caught a glimpse of its face, which was very humanoid. You know what it kind of looked like if you think about it, the aliens from Science. Yeah, a little bit. And that's where my expertise is so lost. So I did my review. That's going to be a lot shorter than this, but have twice as many views. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'm just but not as good quality. I actually did manage to find some pictures of the creature. And I honestly think if we saw it the whole movie, it would have lost its effect. I mean, maybe, but at the same time... Oh, no, it's no maybe about it. It oh, actually like, looks very... Um, what, just like an anorexic person just walking around on the hallway? Well, it looked like the little glimpse we saw, but if you saw that, it would have lost its effect. You know how, like, Jaws is so good because you don't see the shark? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This movie, you know, with the cinematography, which is really good, the shadows, the sound design, mm-hmm. uh, and I like how it didn't rely too much on jump scares. There was some, but not that bad. Every but it's what you don't see it's you know you know it builds tension and i say this movie properly built that tension so it's taking a page out of alfred hitchcock's playbook just yeah well that's what you do you have to build tension in a horror movie you can't just because jump scares don't really stick i mean yeah because that thing def- or because that movie and creature especially was definitely on the edge of my seat and just like heart pumping out of my chest because I don't know when the thing's got to be jumping out of the fucking corner because like also there's another thing it's like is it me or does the creature itself like manage to jump from like I don't know something completely enclosed off like a closet to I don't know say the hallway he is very fast yeah because like say you can easily just go from like the closet to the hallway and the closet's on like the other side of the room from the door to the hallway and you have the entire bedroom light or the entire bedroom lit up like i don't know the fourth of july or whatever and all it takes is for you to i don't know glance out the window for five seconds and you know for whatever reason it can like jump from there to the hallway which is both dark and like i think it's interesting too the creature feeds on grief because it's kind of like, you know, don't forget about dying. Don't forget about your friend. Don't you forget that you will die? Exactly. Yeah. Which actually kind of remembers, or that kind of reminds me of a different movie called, uh, I think it's like The Canker Man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Joe. Well, no, because I mean, kind of sort of can- same concept, but a little bit different where like in the other movie, uh, The Canker Man, it's like uh, some boogeyman-esque type creature uh, that a little boy absolutely fears of. And it's caused by the loss and grief of a mother. And, you know, it's not to say it's same, same, but different, but. And it kind of gets stronger with the fear, kind of like Freddy Krueger or Pennywise. Yes. Pennywise, you know, it's the same guy. Really, Stephen King has two stories. A ghost story with a little spice or a shape-shifting story with a little spice. True. And yeah. Pet Cemetery is the same. No, so I like Pet Cemetery. I like Pet Cemetery too. What does that make of it, though? Shape shifted. No, not like it. Like, um, like we're talking about the Arctic fucking movie, right? 
No, that's the thing. It is Pennywise the, thing. the Clown. Excuse me. Yeah, the thing is not by Stephen King. Oh, it's this not? is the second time I had this conversation. John Carpenter. I had Carpenter. a conversation John with a customer today at work about the thing. And they were like, would the clown? And I was like, no. And they're like, what do you mean? I've seen it a million times. And I was like, if you saw it a million times, you'd know it was an alien in the Antarctic, not the alien in Maine. Because yeah. Pennywise is technically an alien. Yes. But, I, I mean, I thought the movie was called... Or I thought the Arctic movie was like called it, not Pennywise. No, no. Pennywise is it, and the thing is the thing. The Arctic one. Yeah. So, but is the thing also a Stephen King movie? As no. Well? no. No. Okay. John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Okay. Um, that's was kind of more or less the clarification that was needed because I mean that's another like it's still shape shifting. Yes. No matter how we do it. And that does actually fit into Stephen King though, like feeding on grief and fear. And, you know, as I was saying about grief, and it represents childhood, uh, the pain to growing up, adolescence. Obviously, we've seen it before, uh, mental health allegories, yeah. saw that in a million horror movies. But in the end, I liked it. It had a good atmosphere, good sound. Uh, it's very much a B-movie, I'll say that. Right. It's I a B-movie. I really liked that grief aspect, too. Uh, especially with like the mm. mother spirit and that mother would save her own child from digging a grave and that was really interesting yeah because the boogeyman's coming for them tonight joe what were you saying uh i was about to say speaking of like coming for them tonight uh again going back to spoilers is that uh i guess towards the end of their family therapy session that the oldest daughter thought that uh the therapist was calling for her, but in reality, it was, I guess, another boogeyman, which I'm not sure if this defines the boogeyman or boogeymen uh, as... Maybe it's a boogie woman, you sexist pig. Well, I mean, they can mimic any fucking voice, anywhere from their dads to their daughters to their, you know, neighbors, for all that matters for. Um, but the idea is, it's like, by the end of the movie it was left on a cliffhanger to the idea that there wasn't just that one creature working about but or rather it might have been the one creature who came back which is kind of how i thought of it a sequel hook uh no. i hope they don't make a sequel they really Can don't need to if they made a sequel and there's like six boogie people what's that it called the boogeyman 2 boogeyman there well there's already other series of boogeyman movies this all fucking below average they suck this movie is a hundred times one. better i've seen it it sucks Something later on they became like slasher movies, okay, which yeah. I like slasher movies, but I don't know. It's Even just, you won't stoop that low, is that what you're saying? Basically what I'm saying is if it's going to be the boogeyman, it should be the same one, the just resurrected. Yeah. Not the... Couple, couple things before we wrap up here. Oh, one thing. I, I'm mixed about this. Do you wish more was explored about the boogeyman? No. Or did you like the mystery? In fact, I've, I think we know too much about it now. The hive seemed a little weird. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it, I'm kind of mixed about it because agreeing with his point to have that mystery about it is kind of like what kind of hinges off like the, su or the success of this B-rated movie. But at the same time too, if that, if there was supposed to be a mystery still, um, that the face of it shouldn't have been shown. Like at least like 
at most the scattered fucking voices, but you know, to actually show an embodiment figure and towards the end when they actually defeat it, um, kind of almost begs you for more as like, you know, is this, can this creature bleed? Can it survive fire or like, oh yes, yeah. the stupid predator reference. If it bleeds, you can kill it. I mean, it, I wasn't trying to make predator. I think I made an audible you did. I probably. I was sitting next to you. Actually, I, I, I mean, I mean, I wasn't trying to make predator references, but like, mm-hmm. no, that's what they said in the movie, and yeah. I would, I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, and they butchered it too, because they didn't say if it bleeds, we could kill it. It was something stupid. Yeah. If I, it bleeds, it will die. And like Jesus Christ, I don't know if that's what it was. Uh, I, oh yeah, are you talking about the scene where she goes into like? the other or the previous like victimized family's house and like try to set up booby traps or whatever that was pretty cool actually yeah that was like they stopped the horror movie to bring up home alone yeah yeah <laughs> fuck you on that one that was pretty good <laughs> like yeah fucking just trip wires full of like instead of like blank shotgun shells it's fucking fully loaded buckshot and like i i mean i don't know Again, this is going back to at least the idea of details of it. It's like, how well responsive is this creature? Because, <laughs> I mean, you see it fucking crawl from the hallway into Joe, you know, this the is room. the longest final point someone has ever made in the history of things. Listen, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> but it just tripped over. It was like me tripping into a fucking room. Like, just tripping every fucking wire. Shots are going off. And, yeah, it was bad. But in the shortcomings of it, I like the mystery. But with you kind of hinting the idea of these aspects of it kind of makes you want to learn more about it. I like the lore. I will say that. Yeah, like, to have a little bit more lore about it, I mean, like, example of, like, Terrifier versus Terrifier 2. Oh, Terrifier 2 has more lore to it. I mean... Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh... Nah, gotta watch them. Probably yeah. not. Anyway, my final score, 7 out of 10. B-movie. Not terrible. It's Lights Out as a monster movie. It is scary. So, on my Monsters and Mad Men reviews, I rate from 1 to 5. I give it a 3. Uh, I'm gonna give it out of like a 10 basis just only because it's a little bit more finite um, I give it actually more of like a I would say for something as this probably like an 8 to like 8.5 because I actually did find this movie very scary yeah you really liked it uh, yeah and I mean another thing was and I'm sorry to like try and, or try and cut this short but want to give like this final viewpoint it's like when they killed it, it kind of, like, it was almost like a wooden house fire, but all natural. So it made me kind of have, like, a weird stigmatism to another, like, folklore creature, such as, like, I don't know, the Wendigo. That um, they're fucking afraid of. Yeah, that. Party like, City is going to have a 12-foot Wendigo prop this year. I swear to God, if you fucking buy it, I'll burn it down. Um, anyway, uh, but it kind of, like... That was like the closest thing personally for me that I could compare this creature to just only because it mimics voices just like the Wendigo and it kind of was like I don't want to say cannibalistic but it showed like it had a 
specific diet of just like humans. So, I mean, but but that, I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> Go watch the movie, have your interpretation on it. But that's what I have for it. Eight and a half, eight to eight and a half out of ten. Uh, here we go for Camp Shivers, uh, uh, Fire Tales, and uh, reviews. So, uh, yeah, until next time. Good night! <laughs> yeah, I'll say that's it's an interesting Fuck movie. Fuck you, go, cut it out right now. It's then. <laughs> go, go check it out. And like what little Joe said, that's the end of this episode. So, lock your cabins, huddle under the covers, and it's lights out. 